And we're live. And we're live. Uh, special shout out is our first episode on video. So to our video viewers, hello and, and welcome. Uh, we have a special guest today, uh, Kyle Rose. You can introduce yourself. Hello, hello. My name's Kyle Rose. Middle name's Denzel. Yes, sir. It sounds a lot more wealthy with, uh, with, the three, <laughs> with the three names in there. <laughs> well, hold Excited on. Excited to chat with you. We'll, we'll, we'll get into it then, but we, first we have to start with uh, this episode is brought to you by the, uh, the Chocolate Fudge Pop-Tarts. Yeah. We're going to have... Noah's always mucking the snacks. He is. Yeah. And, and we'll be sipping. We're yeah, dead. we'll be sipping uh, some Heineken's, some Tall Boys. Christmas. That abundance mindset. We got the bigger, Hell yeah, the bigger uh, self love, baby. That's right. Cheers, bro. Cheers. Cheers. Nice to meet you. Cheers, brother. Pleasure to meet you. Enjoy your water. I will. Um, oh, drop off there. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to uh, Spotify Analytics. We recently discovered that nine percent of you, that's right, our listeners, identify as non-binary or other. So, wow. Yeah. I love that. You're carving out a niche. That's right. It's good. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> big, big fans of the community. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, same. I mean, we're, we're creating our own Facts and Facts community, right? That's okay, right. Yeah, it. there'll be a subreddit soon. <laughs> yeah. Revolution is the way. Yeah, People right. discussing facts <laughs> and various snacks. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's okay. it. That's all we do. Um, yeah, Kyle, you said Denzel? I did. Name? I did. Yeah, on my, on my resume, I used to put, like, my, my middle name is Dante. Oh wow! Yeah, and so I would nice. put, I would put Mateo D. Yeah, Cancio, yeah, 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 yeah. Like I love the, that. Like the initial. That's, that's when I sign email signatures. It's it's like KDR after the first one. Yeah, it's just KDR. It's nice. KDR. I like yeah, that. yeah. Nice. <laughs> that's good. I knew I liked you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he has somewhere. You did ancestry, right? It's somewhere back in in your lineage. Sorry. You, you got some somewhere back in your lineage, right? I got what? Some African, no. Oh yeah, yeah, like eight percent. Eight percent. The same demographic numbers. <laughs> <laughs> Our non-binary folks, the same percentage of Mateo. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there's actually a there's a black guy on my family crest. Mm. Yeah. That's sick. Yeah, really. Yeah, uh, he has a family crest. Is what so, the, what you so take out of that. This is actually this is actually interesting for me. Um, my uh, I have cousins in Burlington. Yeah. Um, so my uncle. Who's uh, Uncle Andy looks like Wesley Snipes, solid eight pack. So I know I'm gonna age well. Beautiful. Um, so he, he uh, unfortunately, like, uh, not even sure how long ago. Maybe maybe eight years ago, six to eight years ago, his wife passed away, and uh, as a part of that like mourning process, um, myself and one of my cousins, Zach, decided to create a family crest. Beautiful. Yeah, so um, we like referenced Canadian animals and, and animals from Trinidad and like just kind of put it together and you know I don't finish projects so ah, I didn't get it, the tattoo yet. Done? However, I do have a drawing, a rendering that was done by uh, by one of my best I wanna, friends. I want to so. see that. That'd be dope. Yeah, yeah, so I can I can put you in touch with a guy. It's not somebody that I know directly, but a good friend of mine has um, like all like the memorabilia. Like mm. custom engraved on like jewelry, sick. Like 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 he's got a ring with his sick. family crest on it, right? I can I am get you in touch all with about that, that yeah. shit. And uh, I'll get you in touch with uh, with Ethan Albert, Haley's brother, uh, to discuss if he can help you out with the tattoo. That'd be sweet. So I'm. Uh, I'm. Already, are you already loyal? You already loyal? Yeah. Well, I I wouldn't say loyal. Okay. But um, 
So Golden Rose is the name of my first uh, first company. It was a window cleaning business. No way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's what no that's what Anton and I kind of connected over. Yeah, when I we had met. no idea you were the window cleaning one. Yeah, man. Do you understand so, that's how we met? No. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Come on. You know he still does window cleaning to this. Wow. This is, this is crazy. Wow. This is crazy. Wow. Holy. <laughs> That's hilarious. I, once again, I knew I liked so, you. Yeah, no, that's, <laughs> fuck, man. Wait, you, you ever hear? Pleasure Ant- to meet you. Do you ever hear Anton talk about A plus? A plus was inevitably the twi- You've met the twins, Misha. Yeah, Dana, right? yeah, they yeah. Run A plus. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. So I, they introduced me to Mateo because they all worked at A plus at, mm-hmm. at one place. It was literally everyone except Anton. That's in wow. Our Anton was out doing his own. Yeah. Uh, I guess with you. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then through Nate, I was with Nate last weekend as well, and yeah, just, just a just, bunch of window cleaners out here. <laughs> no, 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 no. Win- window cleaning salesman. I don't, I don't clean windows. I sell windows. I mean, I, I, uh, <laughs> I did it all, <laughs> bro. There. Not a dirty window in sight. I think I've cleaned the dirt. I think yeah. I cleaned one window. We cleaned one house together. Yeah? Yeah. That was it. yeah. Honestly, it's a really therapeutic activity. We did it with yeah. the water-fed pole, which was pretty sweet. That's yeah. so did I. Yeah. When, I quit my so job, did I. When, when I quit my job earlier this year, I had uh, uh, a wave of anxiety come over me because it's like, no longer am I on like the IV drip of a salary, like mm-hmm. the constant money just yeah. coming in, kind Golden of handcuffs, co- complacency, yeah, right, like a, that element of it. And I'm not putting it down in any way, but it was like, okay, I got to be like on my on my yeah, shit twenty four seven. So yeah. I woke up, I bought like like four thousand dollars worth of window cleaning equipment. Nice. I, I like bust ass for for a couple weeks just doing straight that, and then I realized it's like okay, I can just I I can do this, and I, and I'm not like. I'm not immediately worried about what I'm going to eat tonight. For yeah, dinner. yeah, it, yeah, yeah. At first, it was not very paycheck like, to paycheck in that sense, like that urgent kind of. Or it, I just I just needed to remind myself I'm capable of still making money. Um, and at, at first, I was I couldn't convince myself that I could. I had to go out and do it in like mm-hmm. the most obvious way that mm-hmm. I could think of. Yeah, right? Actually, mm-hmm. clean the windows yourself. Yeah, yeah. 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 So that we was handed uh, the cash. Yeah, we're good. That's how you get over imposter syndrome. You prove yourself wrong. Seriously, yeah. it was. Uh, <laughs> You know, it was actually a funny experience because, you know, I'm sure same thing for you. Did you ever, did you ever clean? Yeah. yeah. Oh, really? Okay, yeah. yeah. So the first couple of years, I didn't have employees. Wow. It was just really yeah, yeah. So we were the complete opposite. Yeah. There was, I, there was a whole year where we sold tracks and screens cleaning. I didn't know what tracks were. <laughs> wow. We sold we sold a fair amount of it. Too. Nice. Um, let me just let me just clarify and make sure that I know what tracks are. <laughs> tracks are the location of where the screens sit. Yeah, okay. yeah. So on the windows that have the crank, that where you where you can like roll out the windows and they like crank open. Yeah, like this. No, one. not just on the crank. Well, on 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 on, on, on a sliding window ex- too. Yeah, of okay, course, okay. of course. But All for right. example, windows that have a crank, right? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Usually we start broad. <laughs> real specific. This week we're starting fucking. Yeah. Deep. If, you if you don't have a Switch window cleaning business, up. this is another podcast the out there for you. Oh, dude. You understand when we started? We started uh, selling WFSL. I'll never forget it. Which is the window, the frame, the sill, and the ledge. Oh wow! Nice. Again, for, I actually got that tattoo. Nice, that a boy. For for a year and a half, I genuinely couldn't tell you if it's between a sill, ledge, uh, or a frame. That they're all they were all the same thing. Nice. And I, dude, a sill and a ledge are they not the exact same thing? Uh no, but I don't care to go into the details right now. <laughs> yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> Let's give the people what they want. That's true. <laughs> That's funny. Where did you grow up? 
I grew up in Hamilton, Ontario. Mm, okay. Yeah. Steel City's finest. The hammer. <laughs> yeah, man. Actually, funny story. Going door to door, I met, uh, this was in Mississauga. I met the owner of Hamilton's, I don't know if it's still around, but Hamilton's only strip club. Oh. Yeah. I, Kyle, Kyle's never I missed the, the shit club. out of yeah. that. I was a good boy and an yeah. athlete. Yeah. I, I uh, good man. Straight and narrow until until after prez. Nah, then still very straight and narrow. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Cool. Okay. Also, I just wanted to double back to the note of rings. So, um, a couple of years ago, I started talking about this, but I think I'm finally in a position to do it this coming year. Um, I love the idea of fraternity in the, in the true sense of the word. I was never a part of one, um, not not a, in the, the conventional sense anyways, but I've always referred to my inner circle since a certain turning point in my life. I referred to my inner circle as like the Justice League and had this kind of fraternity attitude about it. And um, I've been telling people for quite a while, excuse me, that I'm going to get rings made. And uh, it's like an ambition of mine to have everybody in my inner circle have one type of ring and then to have another one that I can travel with. So like when I when I travel, close a deal, form a new relationship, I can give them this like oh, second layer ring. Cool. Uh, yeah. So that's, that's a great uh, sound point. Too. Yeah, it's a it's a goal. It's a goal of mine that I think I'm ready for next year. But I just love. Well, talk love to his, the idea. Talk to that. his fucking boy about uh, family crest ring man about yeah. getting those rings together yeah, yeah gonna, 100% man I'm gonna give that guy a lot of business that's a that's a great idea I, you know what it's um, I think there's a I think as time goes on um, a lot of people start to lose like really serious friendships in particular yeah. right like a lot of people kind of get atomized um, spread apart as time goes on, and to, to be able to refer to other people like using that like serious language, it's, it's a it's a good reminder, yeah. you know, that that like you're invested in um, that other other person's um, like development. Yeah, right? yeah. It's a, you want to see them succeed. It's, it's a brotherhood, right? Exactly. As uh, yeah. as as much as it as I rip on Mateo for uh, for paying for friends because that's what fraternities <laughs> are in universities. Um, you do so you can gain a brotherhood and that sense of belonging with people that could be your friends for the rest of your life right people like i know elderly people that their best remaining friends from their college years and that they've stayed in touch with yeah. were their fraternity brothers right yeah. i guess just it's yeah. just what it is right I, i'm so i i will never ever for a moment regret joining one um just want to get into the specifics of it but like yeah just so many people that like friends for life yeah right away that i that i met on a on a whim that i still communicate with like like very regularly, nice. they'll be there my wedding day, and, and nice. you know at that that level of, of connection. But uh, it's kind of cool to put a name on it, you know, yeah. to say like, okay, this is like you're like define you're like rigidly defining the circle, right? Yeah. Like the justice league. Yeah. It's like okay, there's there's like there's the yeah. in group, and then, then yeah. there's the other, right? I refer to it as social plucking because uh, like my my behavior socially, um, once I prioritize. Um, having a social life um, was to bounce from from fr- friend group uh, to friend, friend group. group yeah you know I'd be at the bar and just literally talk to everybody you know and like leave who I came with kind of thing and yeah. whatever and um, and then you know in every friend group there's like an archetypal roster and, and roles that are played and Absolutely. whatnot and yeah, uh, yeah. 
and I'm, I'm, I'm big on plucking who I, <laughs> who I like out of it, and so and and you're you're just forming the best league for yourself. Of, yeah, and have collection of in, yeah. different individuals of people yeah. you've met. That's awesome. My birthday party uh, last year was the August, first time this many. No, <laughs> absolutely not. <laughs> last year was the first time so many of the people got together. Nobody knew each other. Oh, it's awesome. it, was, it was sick. So I, I'm very, like, one of the things I love most about my life is that I have a vast different groups of mm-hmm. friends. Some that have yet yeah. commingled, some yeah. that have met traveling and yeah. been able to keep relationships with. But I loved, uh, I'm trying to think recently. Even at that barbecue that I had, uh, we had a, a, a nice barbecue right near the end of COVID. Um, a nice little celebration. Yeah, I'm and invited next year. You're invited next time for sure. <laughs> July 11th. Never forget it. Um, it was a happy day. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was the first time that some people were meeting, right? Like in, mm-hmm. and, uh, my architecture friends versus my old high school friends versus yeah. the twins. And um, Anton's a perfect example of this, right? Like when I meet, or even Shavam too, right? Like when I, I'm meeting other people with him, they're like, oh, how do you know each other? You go to high school there? I was like, no, and they're like, university. I was like, no, not quite. And they're like, how, how? Right? And I was yeah. like, it just kind of, it just worked out, right? Like I, I met him yeah. at one point or another, and like, you know, we bonded. And now you're right, though. And one of the things I love about what you said is, it'll be a great feeling the day that you give the rings out, right? Yeah, like being exactly. able to to tell exactly. the people, hey, you are the people that are close to me in my life. Exactly. Here are your rings. It's really nice because I think that something that's forgotten is people don't share enough and tell people enough how important they really are to them right yeah and absolutely i think it's something that all friend groups should do more right yeah it just would make everyone feel great right yeah there's no downside to it i actually uh and i wouldn't be surprised if you guys have had similar experience from from my impression of of uh both of you so far but um like because of the degree of like I'm gonna call it intimacy that I bring to my relationships a a lot of people who aren't accustomed to that level of intimacy they get very uh, like drawn and attached Attached. and and, and I would say like I think it's a great compliment to have more people consider you a best friend than you might necessarily consider and I think that's also a reflection of like there's a there's a platonic uh, version of that and there's even a romantic one you know like like I've I've noticed that people have confused politeness or manners or chivalry or yeah. desire for a good conversation with uh, with romantic intimacy as well and it's just because it's actually foreign yeah, yeah at this point yes and this goes to, this goes to the point that I was talking with a friend recently actually about um, so I I don't hook up with drunk girls right? yeah uh, because I can't drink I never feel okay morally to yeah. go and, you know make it with a drunk girl yeah. but when I so when I go out for a night out it's so funny when I'm meeting new girls and new people and that's just not my motive or my prerogative mm-hmm. whatsoever it's, it's not right? the cards it's yeah. so like and uh, whether or not they know that or not like they look at me and they're just like so like confused they're like yeah. I'm having like great conversation yeah. with the, there's no you know and you're not trying to buy me a drink you're not trying to get me like right like it's just it's so absent in the the current world and yeah. I met these dudes recently at a at a house party and they were like dude what we've been talking about this and preaching about this like they always say like there's three types of guys that go out there's a guy that goes out and is really confident and his goal is to you know go and sleep with girls and yeah. he does so yeah. there's the guy that tries that and isn't as good as that and then gets pissed off that he didn't have a good night yeah. and then there's the I, dudes that are either in a relationship or that just don't have that progress anyway yeah. that just have a great night all the time anyway yeah. and that's why I have the best time when I go out because yeah. That's not what dictates whether or not I have a good night. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Facts, man. This, yeah. 
We talked about this our first night out. Yeah. On your as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well. So, for those who don't years. know, the, the side story is the first night I met Kyle. Uh, it was August 28th. And it, it was, that so, so happened to be his birthday. Oh, dude, I'll never forget. Um, <laughs> you got a really heartfelt email on I, August 28th. Yeah. <laughs> Next year, August 28th, yeah. we're celebrating. We're popping bottles. It'll be great. So, for all the other people that were at this party, it was supposed to be a going away party, but yeah. I convinced probably half the people there that it was Kyle's birthday, and they just didn't know. They were like, fuck yeah, we're celebrating Kyle's birthday. Yeah. So jokes. Yeah, let me get you a drink. Yeah, okay, okay. Yeah. I love you. I love you too. So uh, I want to know more about uh, about you, man. I uh, I've heard great things as well, really? but uh, yeah. but yeah, I mean I I've known about the podcast for for a couple weeks now, and like kind of how that developed. Um, but it's always nice to hear, you know, when you meet a couple, it's always nice to hear how you met from each person. You know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it's nice to hey, get babe. that now. Tell yeah, them, tell them how we met. <laughs> yes, we uh, we actually met through window cleaning, which is why when you said window cleaning company, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, like you're lying. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it's just the coincidence is just too is just too good. Yeah, um, yeah, it's funny. Uh, I met I met him through two friends, and uh, the day before I met him, they're like, oh yeah, he's coming into the office tomorrow. He's gonna start working with us. He's like. This is your kind of guy. You guys, you guys are gonna get along. I, I was a little, you know, I was a little standoffish. I was like, "Fuck, is that supposed to be <laughs> my kind of guy?" Yeah. What is he like? Cute. What, what is that supposed to be? Like, <laughs> what, what's wrong with him? You yeah, know? Like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. What weird shit does he, this, this? What weird problems does he have? That I, that I have? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <And> <laughs> That's hilarious. And uh, you know, so if you've nice. been listening listening to the podcast, now you know. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, so we met, and uh, I think within it was one of the, it was the second night um, we had like a little office party, and we went to like the Moose and the Firkin. Then we came back to the office. We were playing ping pong. Nice. Uh, also, my role at the uh, company there was a senior L distributor. That was a keep the mic in front of your face. Fuck you. Uh, I never <laughs> I never lost a game of ping pong in that office. Like, period. Nice. Like, literally, just not a single one of the previous. So I would hand like, out... literally. No, like, literally. I would hand out uh, pieces of paper so with L's on them. status mail. No, no, no. Yeah, I, yeah, I would, yeah, I would yeah, hand yeah. out pieces of paper with L's on them, and Taylor yeah. just gets so fucking wow. mad because he was just taking so many L's. So, yeah, I was known as a senior L distributor. But, yeah, so that that's, night, we were, we were playing ping pong, and <laughs> we were talking about, you know, his life, and he was telling me about his girlfriend at the time, and, you know, he just... We opened up to each other very quickly, and within, like... You know, ten minutes of talking, I was just like, "Yeah, man, like, are you are you sure this is the right girl?" And mm-hmm. so, it, you want to go on? Spearheaded uh, him, like, him breaking like... up with his first girlfriend. Not what three days later? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Impact. Um, and really, you know, to your point, talking about like the the scarcity of like genuine interactions yeah. with people and intimacy. I literally realized through this guy, I was like, I'm not honest enough with people when I talk to them. Just generally Ooh. speaking, it was like. I could, I honestly could have had that conversation with literally anybody. Yeah. It was just one of the few people that was able to kind of like yeah. dig under the surface yeah. in a way, right? Yeah. And that, and it genuinely changed me for the better, Noah. For like, for someone to talk to me like that, because re- I, I realized like I need to do that with other people yeah. for my own good and for for their good too. It's like that's how relationships develop. I, I realized yeah. it's like. Hell my yeah. default is just like small talk. Yeah. It's like I, I almost I fucking hate I, it's small like talk. I subconsciously <laughs> yeah acted like I didn't care about other people when I yeah. just it's almost like I didn't know how to sound like I did it's autopilot right autopilot and uh you know it also it also stems from um I think 
if if you're like a if you're like an anxious person, mm-hmm. uh, you don't you don't want to risk being uncomfortable Vul- or being having, vulnerable, ha- right? Having a being weird conversation, in a, being in vulnerable, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. One of the first things yeah. I, I realized, especially just like working in sales, it's like you just you gotta you gotta say something uncomfortable from the get go, or just be vulnerable from the get go. Yeah. Because everybody is. Everybody has weird things about them or everybody is vulnerable in some kind of way or has yeah, some insecurity. Yeah. And by by you extending so, that olive branch, it's it's like somebody needs to break the ice. So, Otherwise it just remains at that level. What what you're saying is the exact quote from Coach Carter, which is a great movie by the way. Timo Cruz uh, <laughs> came up and he said this quote. I wanna get it exactly right. My phone's a little preoccupied, hey guys. Um, but along the lines of, you know, you are liberating others by acting this way right you are showing them that you are allowed to shine you don't need to dim your light and or you know hide who you are and by doing so and being vulnerable with others you're giving them the permission that they need and haven't gotten so far in their life to be as open with you yeah yeah there's a there's three thought three thoughts that come to mind from this conversation the first is uh is like a quote kind of thing that I've that I've come up with uh, a little a little while back which is that we set the tone for the way people treat us like the way that you treat yourself is the world's first example mm. for how to treat you and so the right. way that you carry yourself the way that you present yourself the way that you see yourself is is the world's first example and um so then going into I mentioned to you earlier that I'm a I'm a principle based thinker and uh, so one like charisma hack is the principle of reciprocity it's the whole idea that if I say happy birthday to you on your birthday or get you a card or invite you to my birthday party you're going to do the same your, your, your time around um, so socially going first being vulnerable it uh, like that is leadership mm-hmm. you know and, and it really does make it easy for people to to meet you there and so yeah a huge a huge charisma thing for me that i tripped on was um like i had a big inflection point in my life where i like decided to change who i was and as a part of my like self-therapy i would talk about my darkness like right when i met people Mm -hmm. and um like what came from that was like immense social status really fucking quickly mm-hmm. can I ask you to talk about that is that like or is it too yeah. dark for the show no or? no I have no there's nothing I'm, I'm I won't talk about yeah but uh, yeah but basically I had two things kind of happen at once the first thing was uh, I mentioned you before I was a wrestler and um, had the chance to that was my life that's what led me out of uh, that's what led me to university I grew up thinking university wasn't for me kind of thing was fortunate enough to be in the right place at the right time blah 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 ended up winning OFSA and getting to represent our country and stuff and getting bronze at Pan Ams in my grade 12 year and that kind of just opened doors that I didn't think were were I thought they were walls (laughs) (laughs) didn't see doors there and kind of got in didn't stay in res, was like very uh, Olympic focused, um, moved right into a wrestler house, training three times a day like I did my whole uh, high school career, and, and towards the end of this nine-year career, 
um, I realized that the people that were, so I was like number three or four in the country at my weight, and um, number one and two, they were quite a bit older, and I was noticing how, like, financially unstable they were. Mm-hmm. Like, they were amateur athletes in Canada always have a job even when you're the best in your you know you're a supply teacher you're doing construction or whatever and like yeah. I didn't come from a lot but I definitely didn't want to like I wanted to skip a few steps kind of thing and it didn't seem like the route so I decided to stop and when I did that I had a the biggest existential crisis of my life because I had been a Kyle the wrestler for the better part of a decade I, 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 now I gotta I find now I gotta find who Kyle is yeah I can't even imagine like literally for me just switching jobs yeah like switching industries was like this is such a like a this just obliterates my identity yeah right and and, yeah. and throws so much into chaos that I had yeah. to I had to make order of it so so quickly and you just you just jump at whatever exactly, was exactly right for exactly. me it was uh, the level of I was so humbled by finding out that I was like wrong my first time out, right? Like mm. I, I think you must have told yourself when you were a child, like oh, I'm gonna be a wrestler, I'm gonna be a pro wrestler. Like, this is what it is, right? And then to sit there and be like, okay, <laughs> not only am I not gonna be this, is that I'm choosing like that I don't want this, right? Mm-hmm. It, it's such mm-hmm. a humbling experience to go through that yeah, and and be like, wow, I I was so fucking blatantly wrong. Like I'm fucking dumb am I? Yeah. And yeah. yeah, and then you go through that journey of of self discovery of figuring out what the fuck yeah. is next, right? Like and it's definitely hard but continue yeah. before you go one. on can I, can I ask were you in denial for a long period of time no no you got, you got out early like so I had I had torn a meniscus twice even the year that I got bronze at Pan Am's like my meniscus was torn at the tournament it was really <sighs> brutal <laughs> so uh, my the tail end of my... Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was... I, floppy leg wrestling. Well, just like... I don't know if you're familiar with the indi- the uh, injury, but it's the shock absorber, right, mm-hmm. between the two, uh, like, bones. And if that's torn, like, it can catch and lock. So, like, my knee would lock randomly. Like, there's no... There's no, like... Warning. If I do X, it'll lock. Just fucking, just sorry, sporadic. Yeah, yeah, we're allowed to swear. Yeah, yeah just yeah. just lots and like my yeah, entire my entire psychology towards the match is out of the window at that point. Yeah, so you're just worried about your own knee the whole time. Yeah, right? is it going to lock? And then after it does, like my whole style is different. Like I had to start learning how to throw, and I wasn't a, a thrower before. Yeah. Um, anyways. So the last couple of years weren't quite as sweet, but um, they were interesting in their own way. Um, and I just I just noticed the difference between how I was feeling and how I presently was feeling. And uh, seeing, seeing young people that I had like a mentor-type relationship with continue to get better because they had this blazing, you know, fire and passion and just kind of noticing I didn't, didn't have it um, kind of helped that decision. But then at the exact same time, my like greatest romantic experience uh, came to a close, and it was a it was a long distance relationship. At the time, I was in Niagara, and she was just outside of Windsor. And then I actually encouraged her against her family's uh, wishes to go to a university they didn't want her to go to, which sent her to Calgary. 
there. Which even further. It <laughs> went from a three and a half hour drive to a four hour plane ride, and uh, and I made I, I don't live with regret, period, but I I cheated, and I uh, really thought I was gonna marry that girl and told her, and um, that experience at the same time as me quitting wrestling was yeah dark, dark days I can, I can see how it could uh, inflection point is a good word <laughs> yeah inflection point it yeah yeah just, just totally puts you on a on a new path after that you really gotta take a step back and be like okay who do I wanna be from here on out and right? that's the question yeah and lucky enough for me I had made the decision because I felt like you know, I'm not supposed to be at university anyways. Might as well take courses I like. Took all philosophy courses. Really? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, philosophy undergrad. I, I did drop out. I'm uh, yeah. two and a half credits short of, of my Come undergrad. On. Really? Yeah. This is this is this is a known student leader thing. Do you're president like, and and didn't graduate. Yeah, it's That's actually amazing. it's actually really common. Really? For student leaders because it's a full time job. Right, so like you, it's really hard to juggle school, and then you're used to being on salary for at least a year. I was on salary for two years, so the idea of going from making you know 40 whatever to going back into debt and be a student, it even though I had my window cleaning business the whole time, it was not, it was not okay, (laughs) so I just didn't do it. You were taking courses at the same time, context. At the same time as being the student president of yeah, the and then the seasonal window cleaning business. I as thought well. that uh, I don't know if it was the way if it was the same way at my school, but I'm, I thought that like if you're if you hold that position, you take the year off of school. That's it. Might have been a best practice because yeah. it is best practice, yeah. and I would encourage people to do that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, for me it was for me it was it felt different for me because as a philosophy undergrad, excuse me. Uh, it was comparative philosophy as well, so I'm studying Buddhism, Hinduism, existentialism, stoicism. No wonder you're so self-aware, Of course man. I'm going to go to class, you know? But yeah, yeah, thanks. Um, so yeah, <clears throat> so philosophy mixed with a, a chance encounter. So I also didn't stay in res, like I said, right? So I literally, after six months of depression said I'm going to make a friend today as corny as that fucking Dude, sounds I love that I absolutely love <laughs> I that I went to existentialism class which is great, great because I was having an existential crisis Fuck, yeah <laughs> perfect if you ever want a, if you ever want a fulfilling bird course take yeah. existentialism yeah yeah hell yeah okay um, so I love so, so who was your friend who did you meet I literally had I'll never forget this experience I had a guy on my left and a guy on my right and I'm like which, which one? This one. Yeah. <laughs> this guy just happened to be a double major in philosophy and psychology, and right. his dad is a prof at Ivy. Um, wow. Not just a prof at Ivy, but he was a philosophy undergrad, master's, traveled, did some drugs, came back, did his MBA, and now uh, also consults with the UN on business leadership. Crazy. So, so Certified thinker. I happened to talk <laughs> to this, <laughs> to this guy choice. who's Last like... Was- who's like so what he presented me with was neuroplasticity. Ah. Uh, and he's like, what if if you could create yourself without any of the chinks in your armor you think you have, what would you look like? White piece of paper. I wrote out qualities and I wrote out a bunch of goals. And I, I this is a very Tony Robbins-esque question, but like, who do you need to be 
to attract the people you want in your life romantically and otherwise and yeah. um, I did that shit that's amazing <laughs> I did that shit so also that's a that's a task for our, our viewers and our listeners is uh, go out and make a friend today fuck like that, yeah. would, that I love that like I think that's so many people need that to be able to and also it's so uncommon these days that people go up especially COVID times oh, right like yeah. is, we've talked about this where it's taken out so much like spontaneity from people's lives right and the default answer is like no people are always like no I don't want to do that or I'm not like yeah. back in the day my mom is a is a perfect example of this. She changed her reality. She was very happy with the friends that she was surrounding herself with. They were, you know, just not. She wasn't happy, so she went on a woman's trip to Israel wow. with by herself, like signed up by herself, wow. and met like twenty new friends. And there was this <laughs> whole group of ten that like she came back with and started, you know, having friends there. But even through that group, it wasn't enough. She joined this uh, uh, group, this app called Meetups. And she went canoeing with strangers, right? And made friends, Amazing. like, fucking canoeing, right? I was like... That's so cool. Of course, all that's gone and has been gone because of COVID. Hopefully, it'll be, you know, sooner. But yeah. even myself, like, I, I joined a beach volleyball league with all my old work team. And nice. then, the like, they this was, like, the rec league. And then intermediate was right after. Yeah. And this team saw me play in rec. And they were like, hey, we need an extra sub. Do you want to play in intermediate? And I was like, sure. So I played in intermediate. And then for two years was with that team. And we became friends. Wow, we went out and got drinks and stuff. Like... Sabrina, Ashen, and uh, John. Those are, those are good people. And, and it's like, really just the choice, man. But yeah, so the, the idea that like people have just not been looking for it at all to broaden their circle or make yeah. new friends. And like, you know, we met in August, yeah. right? Like, I love, yeah. I love meeting new people. And yeah. it just opens up so many possibilities and so many doors for you and mm-hmm. so many conversations that you would have met, you know, might not have had, right? Like, at the end of the day, if you're surrounding yourself with the same people and over and over again, yes, you want the quality to, to keep around, but you know, your conversations can get stale, right? There's only so much to say. Yeah, an interesting, interesting sidebar, a little, like, Timbit kind of thing. Um, there's, a, I'm not going to remember his name. I want to say his name's Dave, but I can't remember his last name. Uh, former CEO of CNN, sure. who is a big autobiography guy. He's written autobiographies on kind of like the greats, the Da Vinci's, the Steve Jobs, whatever. And um, from looking through, comparing journals and comparing, like, uh, reflections that all these great thinkers have had. He said this on the Tim Ferriss podcast like five years ago, but it's always stuck out to me. The thing that these guys, the Edisons, were the most proud of wasn't any one of their products, but the teams they assembled. Mm. And uh, like just hearing that that's the common thread between these prolific, great. mastery-oriented yeah. individuals where they're the only... I shouldn't say the only it's a little, little much but like these are the people that I admire the most people that are world class at what they do yeah. um, to hear that from them that that level of like you want to say ego suppression but I'm not even sure that's the right way to think about it but just like the the journey man the love of the journey and the people that are there with you and how instrumental people can be in helping you see yourself and and uh yeah it, it takes a lot to first decide and acknowledge that you know you can't do everything yourself and i now yeah. need to surround myself and put my ego aside and, and yeah. bring in the best people that are going to help bring my vision to light right yeah and it's just really it's the secret sauce right like it and you've seen it through how many people that this is what you need to do to reach that high level of excellence yeah. right it's not advertised no but uh that's one of the biggest one of the biggest hacks for sure and honestly it's not like i'm 
admittedly just going to say, it's not that I don't think there's anything I can't do. I don't even think I can't do it alone. I just don't want to. You also don't need to, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's literally like when I came out of university, I was like, I'm going to be the philosophy grad. I'm going to be the black single mom philosophy undergrad that didn't finish his degree that fucks up business in a way that all the business kids didn't you know like that. I had yeah. this thing in my head and along the way I was like what nobody gives a fuck <laughs> <laughs> not only does nobody give a fuck but like would I rather take an extra 20 years to do it my way alone yeah no there's why a- <laughs> and at a certain point the the ma- it, it I'm admittedly masochistic. I think every peak performer is. But at some point, you got to look at yourself and really question how and when <laughs> you're masochistic. And that just doesn't make sense to me anymore. Yeah, when I was when I was going through architecture school, and something that I always set out to do was to start my own firm. And I remember I just, like, I wanted to do everything myself. Yeah. I was like, I want to be able to design. I want to project manage. I want to... Absolutely everything, and and the more the less people I can bring in, and the more people, the more slice yeah. of the pie yeah. that I can yeah, yeah, have yeah, myself, yeah, and, yeah. and and keep the profits you yeah. know, to myself. And I realized, I remember like as I learned more about like what exactly entailed in each of these things, I was like, yeah, I'm not gonna do that. I was like, all right, I'll sum this off to someone. Okay, all right, I'm not gonna do that either, right? Like, and just how quickly I'm like, okay, you, the guy who runs his own business, he doesn't come in on the weekends and do his accounting, right? Like, you sub that out. You you keep. Steve Jobs, or not Steve Jobs, uh, Bezos says the best. He goes, my team is so good around me. He goes, I should make one decision a day at the most, right? Yeah. Like sometimes a week. If he yeah. just steers the ship in the right direction by making one core decision a week, the, his yeah. team will handle the rest of it, right? Yeah. There's there's so many amazing tangents to go on here. Like the difference between a freelance entrepreneur and a business owner. Like you either are the machine or you operate one. Like there's Ooh. so many... There's so many amazing like sick insights that like are a part of this conversation but um but yeah man at at the end of the day self-awareness is just realizing like you're good at things you're not good at other things if you double down on the things you're good at and and provide and uh lean on people who are excited to do the shit you hate (laughs) (laughs) it's like whoa what the fuck like it's like it's actually mind-blowing and like yeah, I don't want to keep going on tangents, but like when I compare how I approached business before to how I am now, um, like all I'm thinking about is how much I can delegate, mm. like how much I can delegate, like the position that I'm in now as a as a consultant, like I have the uh, recruiting contract with a with a mutual friend, and it's like I'm training people to do eighty percent of of what I'm being asked to do and giving people who have a normal job an opportunity to double their income and over the course of the next two months to do parts of this process that you know like I understand so well and have set up so well it's like what like it actually is a waste of time for me to do yeah yeah you know well and, I also think you said it best is you're you're giving these other people an opportunity as well to excel in their own way and, and double their you know, yeah. salaries. And yeah. I think that's kind of beautiful. And, and I remember I was speaking to one of my friends, a business owner, and he said the best thing about, you know, his business is that he has 20 employees and he gets to put food on the table for his 20 Hell employees, yeah, right? Man. Like, Hell if, if yeah. that isn't one Hell of the most yeah. satisfying feelings in the world, that not only are you just taking care of yourself, yeah. you're 
taking care of and building something that benefits other people as well. 100%. That's so profoundly beautiful, right? 100%. 100%. That's another huge reason why I always have a passion for recruitment because mm-hmm. it's like getting people to their dream job, yeah. you know? There's something sick about getting paid to get people to their dream job like it seems too good and i guess sometimes also like where you just like you literally are connecting the puzzle where you're like you you just don't know you exist and you don't know you exist exactly and you you just guys need each other it's like it's like when you set up a friend and exactly they have a they have a great you know turnout I, i feel like there's a certain kind of person that is built for that occupation like like i'm sure i'm sure you've been in the circumstance where like you know okay you have all these different groups of friends and circles and whatnot, and you say, okay, this guy would really get along with this guy, and they would, and they would go off and do something really cool together, right? Y- yes. So, I'm going to try not to, I'm, remember I'm a philosophy major, I'm going to have to calm myself down with these <laughs> answers. There's a couple different approaches, right? Like, when I meet somebody new, they're a Rubik's Cube, and nothing makes me happier than trying to solve that shit. Yeah. Um, huh. and, then, and then with that comes... Uh, comes like a psychoanalysis and a strengths weakness thing, and then it's just like oh, you're on the, you're on the SWOT analysis on them. Oh, it's deeper than that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I got. I used to have a bad habit of. Did you physically write it out? You did, didn't you? Well, <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> and <laughs> says page eighty five. Yeah. <laughs> And I would give people on the spot, especially girls that I'm interested in. It's like it's like you're sitting there first date, whatever. And I and I pass them a little psychometric assessment or two (laughs) (laughs) to do while we're hanging out. That's that's, talk about a humbling experience for them. Yeah, well, I mean, it's beautiful. Here are your weaknesses, okay? But but it's not. Here's what it is, and and those gray hairs you gotta. Here's what's romantic about it. (laughs) Sure. The best gift you can give somebody. Is curiosity. Yeah. When you're curious, when somebody's curious about you, like genuinely, just like interested in what the fuck you have to say, who you are, where you've been, like that is the sweetest gift you can give somebody, um, and that's what, that's, that's what, what I get paid. Yeah. yeah, it's like look at the you, that that you are, and if you double down on on, it's like I had this experience when I when I won VP, I had to do this. Um, uh, it's called Strength Finder. There's like 32 strengths, gives you your top five, and I'm looking at this, and it's like, boom, number one strength, woo, like, developing new relationships, like, deep relationships quickly, and like, it gives you this list, and it's like, holy shit, and then after you see that, it's like the best confirmation bias possible, Mm -hmm. because now, it's like, oh yeah, I'm good at that, so when I see an opportunity to do that, professionally, in any part of my life, of course I'm gonna fucking go do that, you know? So. The me facilitating that with people when I meet them, a girl or otherwise, like it's just like, yo, you not only are you dope at this, you kind of knew you were dope, but maybe let, nobody let told me, you. Let me affirm this for you, right? Let me affirm this, tell you what you can do with that strength yeah. that you're not, you're actually better at it than you think because you've been doing it by accident. Imagine if you actually tried to yeah. do this shit every, and it's like, it's, it's such a multiplier. One of the easiest ways to either captivate people or even to get them to just shut up for a second <laughs> yeah. is, is to like almost inspire them in a way. Either yeah. like, it's like, oh, you're, you're capable of something that like, like there's potential out there that, yeah. that you haven't reached. Like there's yeah. something out there that, that you haven't discovered yet that, that is like beyond your better in a way. Yeah. Or the flip side, it's like. You say you're better than this, <laughs> right? You say like yeah, the, the, the fire under the the, the contrarian. Even. And I, I used to love being the most. I'm still 
largely the motivator, but the more aggressive motivator. I like being a contrarian because so few of us exist. Sure. You know, I like challenging people's conclusions about shit. Yeah. Especially people who have some grandiosity to them. Right. You know? Yeah. Like like the bigger the ego that walks through the door, the more I like my lips. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Here we go. It, it, they uh, actually they actually they it turns them on though, you know? And I and well, I genuinely mean I've had some more than trust fund babies walk through my door over the la- like walk through my door over the last year and their friends like bring them as like yo Kyle this this cool guy blah 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 rich blah 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 this and and then uh, I, let me break it down bro let me uh but not in a not in a combative way just just in like a oh like you say you care about this but you do that and they're like nobody talks to me like that like I really think we should hang out you know it's just like it turns into Shit. you know what I mean yeah. and it's so it's it's a uh, it's an interesting form of charisma but deconstructing people is is very fun well, yeah I, I think you hit it right on the nose there when you said no one talks to me like that right I think a lot of people get away with a lot of shit from their inner circles that they just pawn off oh that this is just the yeah. way he is and I'm not gonna fucking challenge him but then yeah. when you meet a guy like you or I, and I do this myself as yeah, well yeah you definitely do it's it's so humbling to them where they're like fuck like I, maybe I don't have it all figured out right yeah. and it is it, it does strip down their ego where it's like you can tell I, for me at least I, I'm very good at, I'm a very good judge of character but I can also tell when someone's full of shit right so when yeah. you start out by taking a, a base stance on something but when we really start getting into it you have just like the, the, the basis of the information for you yeah. you're, you're so shallow like so surface level yeah. and then bringing that to light it's some people don't react well to it and then some do right and yeah yeah so I, like this is this is exactly and I'm actually more fascinated by the way people think than what they think because mm. some people will tell you they think something and it's either because it's popular opinion or because it's not or whatever the hell their reason is. They might think it fits with their logic, but they haven't visited it in a in an immersive way. Like they've, they've, they've tipped of the iceberg, kind of interacted with the topic. They think they have an opinion. And when you show them or, you know, like just ask them the question like... Yeah. Or, or show them the flaw in their logic yeah. where or where it falls apart, right? Like yeah. where they're no, they're being hi- uh, hypocritical for you know thinking this yeah. or doing this yeah. as opposed to what their big you know exactly. view is. Exactly. And if you can like, do that, fuck. if you can do that without being confrontational, yeah, you're a coach. You're Yoda. This is what I do. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, right. Because yeah. normally, anytime somebody challenges your way of thinking, it's like you're an idiot for thinking. Yeah, exactly. But, but you know I'm on your side. I've actually had a conversation with somebody. One of my favorite memories of this year was having a conversation with somebody who was pretty drunk. Like, I got invited to this guy's cottage, and, and there was already a lot of people there. He didn't want more people there. It was, like, this whole kind of thing. And I'm having this conversation, like, this type of conversation with him, and he's, like, being really defensive. And at one point, I'm just like, do you actually think I'm not on your team? 
Or do you think I'm having this conversation with you to help you? You know, and it's like it's like such a frustrating thing for him who's like trying to so be aggressive. The gears start turning. Yeah, and like his best friends so around him are like, yo, man, like he's actually like he's trying to. <laughs> <laughs> such an you interesting like, conversation. You literally feel the energy in the room. Yeah, 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 yeah. And the he temperature just, changes he just, he just got up. Like he just. No, he, come on. Yeah, and the whole rest of the night couldn't be in the room with me because. Shut the fuck it up. It was like he would be in another room talking shit and walk in the room. And he would just like we'd have this like, and then it would just like. <laughs> Bro, you just know, you just like, know, like fuck my dad's here. Fuck, yeah, and, like, but I I'm just... not. I'm not a. I'm not that guy. Wait, like, just... I, I don't try to sun people. It's okay. not. It's not me. You know. <laughs> he's just hiding in the pantry. Just, <laughs> no, punching no. the air. Fuck, fuck that guy. <laughs> but it's just. I don't know, it's I'm just so cool, and everyone thought I was cool, and then just <laughs> fucking came in, and now everyone thinks I'm his son. <laughs> but I got a cool. Um, it wouldn't be a proper conversation with me especially a first conversation if i didn't throw some questions your way um so on the on the note of of uh i, w- I want to know what your uh, your standard questions are for for breaking somebody down let's get into we're it. also waiting for at the end of this we're gonna have a psychoanalysis uh, yeah we're gonna start, yeah. We're gonna start oh, freestyling yeah. too subscribe to our patreon <laughs> that's for, right, for that's right. Access to us dropping, uh, <laughs> um my favorite favorite question to ask friends sure is um like how would you how would you describe him? How would you describe him, and what do you like about him that he might not necessarily? So, so you do this in front of another person, yeah. like you ask another person. Yeah. Like a so he's asking party. me right now yeah. what I yeah. think of you, Jeez. and yeah, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell. I have a great I feel answer. Like I'm under a fucking microscope right <laughs> now. <laughs> you, are, oh, I, yeah. you, you are. And I like that. It's yeah, also because like you know that. that I know you better than anyone. So. Yeah, facts. Yeah, uh, it's true. It's true. So maybe, most definitely. Um, I'm I'm very proud of him too, um, especially in the last year. Uh, he's taken a lot of big steps to change his reality and create the life for himself that I think is he's gonna thrive so much more and, and be Dope. so much more happier. And uh, it started with him. Yeah, I really want you to really. It started. Make sure everybody here. Yeah, yeah, fist is in the air. Use that. Let me just let me just stroke the. All right. <laughs> so um, yeah, it started with him leaving his accounting job and you know just to, for him to sit there and I I, I remember I just talking to him or he was like yeah like i'm just gonna do this and i'm gonna get this done and you know i'm gonna and then i'm gonna get my letters and then it'll get and i'm like and then what like will it get better like you you hate this right and he's just like yeah and i'm like okay like i'm you you know this and Is this this year what like six months ago yeah, how many months I ago quit. wow i'm All so right, glad left. i got to say i was there yeah <laughs> i left in, in like uh, april july so nice and which man Making like lifestyle changes, like like just of any sort, makes you realize how slow time actually goes by. Because yeah. it has been probably the three longest months of my freaking life. life. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. let me let me continue. So he finally realized and, and and had some big revelations and realized that this is not what he was mes- meant to do. And I told him we met at a window cleaning company, right? He yeah. trained me on my first day. Nice. And we went out, and I'm not exaggerating, this is one of my favorite stories, <laughs> is we hit the first door that we saw, and we were going to walk up to it, and it said, no soliciting, right? So I was like, all right. And Mateo goes, nah, let's go. Like, you're just getting excited. He goes, these are my favorite. I was like, what? And he goes, these are my favorite ones. Like, you, you got to get these clients. I was like, dude, in my head, I was like, there's absolutely no chance that he's going to come out here and sell this fucking, you know. So we opened the door, big fucking Russian dude. He's like, no, no. No, I don't want window cleaning. He goes, right, let me just get you a quote. He's like, all right, fine. So he comes around. Gives three, him, nose, get, three nose, bro. Three nose. Come three on. Nose. Gives him the whole spiel. And then he goes, 
All right, what day are you guys coming? Like, uh, June 11th. All right. I'll sign, oh sign tomorrow. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, yes. let's go. Look, and, then he, and, then he gives, and then he gives me the sale too. And that was, that was a great. Wow. So, and I'm sitting there. And, Bro, and, it honestly felt choreographed because like I walked up there. <laughs> I, I literally, I walked up to this guy and I'm like, hey, you know, we're, we're providing this. He's like, no. And I'm like, well, you know, we're going to be in the area. We got a couple neighbors up yeah, who signed yeah, up. Yeah, you know, yeah, we're, yeah. we're going to be here anyways. He's like, we had no nah. neighbors signed he's like, up. He's like, yeah. he's like, yeah, first door of the day, right? He's like, he's like, no, like, I, like I, I don't want this. And I'm like, you know, like we could just get you a code for number. I'm, I'm, I'm turned around. I'm like walking down the driveway. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm like, no, fuck we could, this guy. We could just get you a code for number. Saying he's like, all right. <laughs> And I'm like, what was the mental process there? Like, like no, no, okay, fine. Head, no. In his head, right. he said no, and then yeah. he, ch- he chose. His mind. He, he chose. Cha- yeah. He, ch- you know. So oh, that's so. Okay, I so, him there, bro. That's so, so funny. As Mateo knows this, he's one of the most social people I've ever met in my life, and I and, am. And, yes, and that's his and that's his strength, right? And in dealing with people and talking to people, yeah. and I'm. He was working at an accounting job, which is staring yeah, at yeah, fucking yeah, numbers yeah, yeah. all Not day. I'm like, that is the exact opposite of what you want Ooh. to be doing and should be doing. Yeah. And uh, finally, he fucking realized it and was like, okay, I'm going to make the change and grow a pair and quit this job and walk away from something. And, and he knows as much as you know, I did the same, was walk away from something that you've put five, how many years? You did seven years in university? Um, five and a half <laughs> plus grad school. Okay, well, so yeah. six years of, of, of effort Unreal, into man. for you to then be like, nah, I never wanted it in the fucking first place. It's Unreal, time to walk away wow. from it. It, ta- it takes an immense amount of balls to do it. And yeah. to, 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 to say a lot and very little, I, w- I asked you about denial because I was in denial for, mm-hmm. for quite some time. Mm-hmm. So, was. Mm-hmm. There is, there is a there's a chunk of my day that mm-hmm. was dedicated to me being like, what the yeah. fuck am I doing yeah, right yeah, now? Yeah, right, yeah, like yeah. every single day was yeah. like, this just like, this isn't working. But I'm just and tagging along. Look, I've try, told him, trying, right? I've told him, of course, he's man. better than needing to do that, right? Like at the end of the day, and this is something that I, I truly believe. Like two of us with a degree, you barely with a degree. Um, <laughs> At the, end of the, at the end of the day, <laughs> if I wanted to find a fucking job that paid you know, 50, 60K a year, I could do that, right? Like, mm-hmm. that's that's in the cards for us. That's yeah. the lowest of low of poverty baseline. line that I'll ever be, yeah, right? Baseline, yeah. Yeah. Why are we choosing this and why are we settling for, for this now, right? Like, yeah. take the risk now and be better, want better, go for better. And yeah. if it doesn't work out, then this will be the fail safe, right? But you are, of all the people I've met in my life, he is one of the best people and, and I know that has it in him to be able to do it and and achieve more and now he's fucking doing it and killing it and i'm very immensely proud of him i'm so happy that uh you're able to we were actually talking about it earlier on the note of friendship like giving people their flowers kind of thing telling you uh what you appreciate about them um which that's when i kind of planted i knew i was gonna serve this up and you you handled it really well but if if i can if i can just throw in a, uh, a second question there um, can you talk about a strength that you don't think he acknowledges as much as he should? Hmm. Packing a hammer. Well, there's that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll bleep that out. Well, his, his weakness that you can also bleep out is his fucking. Oh my god. Uh, just, he's got to get. He's got to get rid of that. No certainly bleeping that. Gross, one. Yeah. Oh, certainly bleeping nasty. that. Out. Uh, fucking <laughs> gross. Um, <laughs> but uh, no strength that. He doesn't think he has. Yeah. You one of us, bro? You you au natural? <laughs> I'm not. My man! I'm not. So, I'm not. Okay. One, a strength that I yeah. think he thinks he doesn't have or not as much is... is, can, right. is not perfect. All right. So there's some distance between yeah. us now. Just a little. Just, Just a about little. a half inch that needs Listen, to get cut. <laughs> 
There's a sleeping bag in the way. Alright. Alright. Bullseyes are dangerous, man. He didn't want us to be a bullseye. He's a fucking anti, okay? Yeah. Nasty ass. I guess I'm just not bleeping it out anymore. (laughs) Some sincere editing. So, when we get cancelled off this, (laughs) he fucking hates my Cancel. Can, we, can we talk about the whole canceling thing really quickly? Quick interjection. Sure. For me, personally, I love, like, just being honest about, like, trivial things like this mm-hmm. to the point where it's like, maybe I'll, maybe I'll totally regret this one day, but it's not worth being silenced over. Like, I, I deserve the yeah. right to say what I want. Yeah. Because it makes me feel good and it makes the people around me feel good. Authentic expression. A hundred percent, man. A hundred percent. I just feel like I can't put a price tag on that. It doesn't matter what circumstance I'm in or, or if you, what is presented to me. If if you, like, I, don't, I, I feel like I don't have a price tag for certain things to just say, right? At the end of the day, though, time and a place. Time and a place and know your audience, right? Like, you don't need to be bringing up... Uh, Total, certain totally, things totally. around people yeah. that you know worth, that are going to rub the wrong way. For right? what it's worth, I feel like I, you know, like I'm pretty good at reading a room and knowing yeah. when when you're you tactful with it. You're tactful with exactly. it. Exactly. Right? Ta- tactful is a good word. Yeah. Um, I like that word. But yeah, back to his strength that he, I don't think he thinks he has enough of his conviction because I think that mm. he he has a lot of conviction and doesn't give himself enough credit for it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, if he can really own in on that and and use that conviction and and keep going in with things as wholeheartedly as he can and and has shown me he has. Yeah, you can take that. Take it to another level. So, I'll give you some context. I I love telling people this. Um so my my in my time as a as a wrestler, I had the opportunity to train with Olympians, world-class athletes, world gold medalists, etc from different countries over the course of that 10 years and um, one thing one thing that I saw that I feel like people don't know that I actually know for a fact every world class whoever the fuck in anything goes through is uh, is is doubt is doubt yeah. and fear and the desire to quit and yeah, just hide it <laughs> like it, it's not even like so I can tell you being in the practice room with the world champion with, with, with several of them for over the course of years they want to quit if not as much more hmm. than the average competitor hmm. than the average people involved with the whatever because they're the worst and best kind of masochist right like if you think about the degree of immersion in whatever it is, let's just let's just use basketball as an example, right? Can you? What do you mean by masochist exactly? So uh, <laughs> I have a lot of fun playing with this word, but a masochist right. is somebody who basically inflicts pain on themselves, right? Yeah. Right. So when I say peak performers are all masochists, I mean if we just wanted to live a happy, peaceful, easy life, yeah. we'd have beaten the game already. The fact yeah. that we're not doing that is masochistic. Yeah, like we're putting, putting undue hardship on delaying ourselves. gratification, like maybe even suspending, yeah. <laughs> maybe even forsaking yeah. gratification. For, yeah. Forsaking, we do, we don't know. Yeah, you know, like this is a certain kind of crazy. You know, like I'm in this city to see how good I am, for better or for worse. Right, that's fucking crazy. I don't actually advise. 
I mean, I do, but... <laughs> <laughs> no regrets, I do. Right? I do. No that, regrets, right? That either turns you I, on or it doesn't. I, I wouldn't advise the general public to, to do it yeah, the way and it's you this, do it, right? It's the same reason why you, this age-old, like, doctors tell young people not to be a doctor or lawyers tell young people not to be a lawyer. It's well, like, it's well, like, lawyers just because they're unhappy all the time. Well, it, it's like, yo, you, you don't want this life. <laughs> you, you don't, you know? You're not about this. Yeah, not even you're not about it, but like you shouldn't be about it. Like, I, like it's going to hurt. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. And, and uh, just to kind of go back, like I, the people, there's, so I'll, let me just kind of paint the picture of the wrestling room for you. There's people who are not um, on the varsity team who are there because wrestling's cool and they like MMA or whatever the fuck. Right. These people do not hate their lives, and if they're tired at practice, they just stop. You know, like it's, it's actually they got a torn meniscus. They're checking out of the tournament. Yeah. Yeah. They never tear their meniscus. <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, and and then and then there are people who who are more so. Let's call them recreational participants right so these you know it's like house league you know um so there's those people and then there's people who um either don't have the skills or competency or experience or whatever the whatever it is uh, they're disadvantaged in some way so they're they're middle of the pack but they work hard you know, and these people will beat the people who are recreational, and uh, you know they'll compete very well with people that are in that that level. They'll, they'll win a couple, they'll lose a couple, they'll work hard, they'll learn stuff about themselves. You know, they'll feel good, whatever. But like you know, they have a life. Yeah. They have a whole life a <laughs> outside a of it yeah. from them, right? And then you have the peak performer, and the peak performer is somebody who, like. Your life is revolves around that sport, which you eat, how you relax, how you everything revolves around the sport. Who you see, yeah. the conversations you have, everything. Every every behavior is downstream of of like the it, objective of being, yeah of it's, just maximizing it's, this. It's, skill. it's all like yeah. how will this affect me as a performer, right? In my sport, and this is why. You know, from a business and whatever perspective, like, you can tell who played sports and who didn't. <laughs> you know, like, you can tell. And we talked about this a lot. Yep. But, um, but so of this group, there's such immersion that it's not a hobby. It's not even an occupation. It's a vocation. It's like, mm. what the fuck you do? You know, and everything else is complimentary. You know, I think it's more than a vocation; it's a lifestyle, right? Like yeah, it's, it's, well, the, but that's exactly what you know. Vocation meaning like calling, like yeah. this is why I'm here. You know, and so of this group, everything matters a lot, and so the stakes are that much higher, right? Like we watched it with Simone Biles, right? Like she crumbled, and yeah. obviously to the dismay and dislike of a lot of people, right? Which was that's a whole other thing. But yeah, why do you make it your whole world? Yeah, so just the idea that like you make it your entire life, the stakes yeah. are that much higher, right? And yeah. when you're yeah. climbing the mountain that much higher, yeah. if and when you do fall, it's that much more crushing, right? Yeah, and in, in exactly to that point, everything matters more. Every day is an exam, you know. Like it's just like the intensity is all. It's always playoffs. There's no off season as a wrestler. Yeah. There's just different championships. 
you know and so it's it's really fucking tough and every bad day feels like okay i had a bad day i like there's only a hairline difference between the top i can't have bad days yeah and your bad days could be a great day for them right like it propels them that much more so so at this level like a bad practice is is worthy of tears you know and, right. and you see that and, and it's worthy of fights and you see that and it's like it's um, uh-huh. I, I don't mean to you know I don't, I don't mean to go that deep in it but what I'm what I'm the reason why I'm bringing it up is on the note of conviction it's not that these individuals which like I flirted with mm-hmm. I'm not gonna say I'm you know senior level world class Olympian you know but I but I definitely had enough exposure there to appreciate what what it's like and experience it in my own way. It's not an absence of of doubt or fear or any of those things. They feel it way worse, you know, and way more often. Yeah. And so that is not an indication that you're not doing the right thing or that you're ah. not that you're not on the right path. Uh-huh. Failure isn't either, you know. And and the last thing I'll say is. A really interesting thing that I noticed that I, I actually don't even talk about too much, but I was thinking about it the other day, is uh, like when you pay attention to any industry, there's a really, I haven't named this principle yet, maybe it already exists, but um, it's like the guys who stick around the longest end up winning. And there's really something to be so it's like it's like yeah, it's your dedication versus motivation right like it's you see yeah. them, you see you see a payoff in the gym when you are there every day for years and rather than but coming in monday morning because i feel motivated right so the interesting thing about this is that it's i'm not saying staying like obviously if you do something for 10 years as opposed to four you're going to be better at it right but like listen i'm gonna this is an uncomfortable truth you're not going to be that much better from six years to eight or eight years sure. like so marginally some people actually get worse they do yeah yeah so but but what is interesting is especially when you're like competing for an olympic spot is that life happens to people and some people quit and all of a sudden the guy who was third or fourth is now first or second because Second and Phelps third retired. had a kid. And <laughs> exactly, you know? But but even if you look at, like, the music industry is a great example. There was a time where Jay-Z used to get clowned, where Drake used to get clowned, etc. And it's like you're around long enough. It's like Denzel Washington has this quote, if you stay, stick around the barbershop long enough, you're going to get your hair cut. <laughs> it's, like, it's like this... It's, it's actually, like, skill... Skill is important, you know, yeah. competency is important, all these things matter. I'm just showing up. But right? honestly, showing the fuck up yeah. is so much more of the battle. Yeah. Like, it's it's uh, it's completely understated. I think, I think a big part of that is that if... To kind of summarize what you're saying, and I... Um, to put it into a word, if I had to try to put it into a word, like maybe yeah. consistency. Yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah maybe. Let's say in conviction might not feel like conviction, but if it's consistent, yeah. if you right. consistently... your, your, your conviction is is like displayed through your consistency. Yes. Let's say right. Yes. And yes. by having that consistency, I'm, I almost hate like 
like popular books because it yeah. feels like like Walmart psychology. Yeah, yeah, almost. yeah. But, you know, have you read the book Atomic Habits? I um, you're familiar with it, no? At least, but right? yeah, very familiar. Yeah, so, and it is a good book. I yeah. actually recommend it. Yeah, we haven't. I haven't read it. Read it but I'm not a book it. reader. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Okay, we'll get into that in a second. <laughs> yeah. I'll crack that one open. Yeah. Um, but uh, one of the one of the the most I think uh, sticky ideas in that book is like if you want to change a habit or like change some kind of behavior or or just make some kind of change in your life, don't start with the outcome. Start with your identity. So yeah. rather than saying like, um, you know, I want to get fit, you say like, no, I'm a person who exercises. I, I, yes. I, oh, I, fuck. Oh, my God. It's good, right? This, so, doesn't that just connect a so bunch of things? You <laughs> I'm going to... Sorry that I keep doing this. Go for it. The this is your time. Biggest, you're, you're our guest. Come the biggest turning point in my life, every single fucking time I do this, doesn't matter how impossible I think the goal is, I hit it. Yeah. Here's the fucking secret. So my... My in my wrestling career, like I started late. Most people who are good at sports in high school and in, in, in university, they started when they were a kid. I started wrestling in grade nine, whatever. My going into my grade twelve year, my sister gave me uh, like a burnt DVD that had the secret on it, a documentary about manifestation and stuff. Okay. Watched it. Didn't take in a lot of it. You're big into those, eh? The manifestations, positive affirmations, stuff like that? Uh, yeah. So I come at it from a couple different ways. Okay. Um, I'm not going to say... I'm not an extremist of anything. Except right. moderation. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a moderator of moderation. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But um, the only thing I took from it, on the note of visualization and whatnot, is like, act like you already have it. So right. what I did was... The year before uh, at Afsa, I drew the number one seed my first match, and we had a closer match than we were supposed to, but I lost. It was like 2-1, 1 nothing. like, nice. good for you, but doesn't mean anything. He went on to win, whatever. Uh, so next year, going into it, I was like, I saw this Law of Attraction stuff. I wrote, I'm so happy and grateful now that I, on the national team, um, you get a Canada singlet, like says yep. your last yep. name in Canada on the back, represent your country, going to either Worlds or Pan Ams. Like, that was the goal. Provincial championship, OFSA counts as a goal, blah, blah, blah. I had these goals. Came into the year telling myself that I had already won and accomplished those goals last year, and I was coming back to do it again. Nice. And that mindset changed everything. The way I worked out, the way I trained, everything when I trained. You were the number one seat. Exactly. And that, every time I do that, hands, I actually, like, I forget that that's what I did, and then I remember, I'm like, fuck, let me try this again. <laughs> and, then, and then I accomplished some wildly, completely unrelated, impossible Shit, yeah. task. Yeah. <laughs> do you, okay, so when you do that, do you find that there, like, there's a big like practical difference in how you approach let's say like your day-to-day -day yeah like just, are, you, are you more are you more like calm right? like there's less like anxiety yeah. or like neuroticism more, surrounding like the doubt is gone I, I think the doubt, it's, is, doubt I think is gone I focus I think it's less hope and more expectation where you're like I am not hoping to win this I'm expecting myself to win this because I've already done it before and I'm ready to go into it and yeah. it's funny because I, what I thought you were going to talk about I was going to guess 
was the the road you were going down. I thought you were going to talk about philosophically of whether or not you're someone who thinks that life happens to them or you impose your will on life, right? Yeah, and super related. It, it is in the sense that, you know, people who just sit there and say, oh, this is what's happened to me, what's happened to me, what's happened to me, yeah. then like, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to fucking fake it till I make it, which is yeah. the, 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 yeah. the prime, yeah. you know, thing we're talking about here is, yeah. at the end of the day, is if you come in with that amount of confidence and consistency and conviction, even if it's fake, yeah. it's going to take you so much further than you think it is. Yeah. Everyone needs more of it. The saying, the saying, like "fake it till you make it" is like a very low resolution version of, of kind of what we're what we're talking about, right? Yeah. Now, and the psychological term is self-efficacy. Mm. So the term is self-efficacy, which basically means I haven't done it before, but I believe I can figure. Yeah, this you, out. you don't practice self-efficacy. You're like, I have done this before. <laughs> I'm doing it again. So yeah, <laughs> like, and you can call that extremism in a way. Um, Masochistic. You could call it placebo too, though you know, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's mm-hmm. like, I don't know if you guys have studied the placebo effect, but pretty wild. holy shit, it's pretty wild. <laughs> like it's a its impact on medicine alone is yeah. nuts. Um, anyways, I'm actually going to avoid that that deep dive. Google it, people watching this will be interested. Yeah, go, going off the uh, into the medical rabbit holes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, people, don't, people don't like that nowadays. Yeah. Yeah, oh, it's, it's, Jesus it's, Christ, there's no. a stigma there. <laughs> yeah, we we digress. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we, we digressed quite <laughs> a bit. This idea that you can figure shit out, yeah, whether you've done it before or not, is a, a very healthy version well, of confidence. I've talked about this with you. I don't know if I've mentioned it with you. I thank my mother so much for that because she instilled with me the belief always that I can do whatever I set my mind to. And exactly. I think so many people, though, aren't raised with those kind of yeah. characteristics, right? I and still it, believe it. I believe it, but the question is like, yeah, can you teach this to yourself this late in the game? And, and yes. you being the blank sheet yes. of paper that you were when yeah. you sat next to yeah. left friend you yeah. know, <laughs> in class, yeah. right? Yeah. You are a prime example that you can and that anything can be taught. Yeah, I was 24. That's fucking crazy. And it, it's crazy to me that that's how old I am now. And then yeah. you completely reinvented yeah. yourself at this stage. Yeah. Completely. Because, yeah, for the, the amount of, like, who I think I have myself figured yeah. out by now, you're like, I'm just going to throw that all away and yeah. start again. That's fucking... Yeah. That's wild. So let me tell you, as a coach, one of the greatest insights, the biggest deterrent for change is people being addicted to who they are. Hmm. When you set a goal, when you set a goal for yourself... You need to gain an understanding of who you need to be to accomplish that goal. If you already were that person, it wouldn't be a goal. You'd already done it. Yeah. So it's not. Or it would be really doable. Like, yeah, yeah. To the point that why the hell do you why? You know, gonna, my I mean? goal is go to the gym. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's like, who do I need to be yeah. to to accomplish this goal? If you're addicted to who you are. You know the people who say that's just who I am, or I like this about me. Well, I hate horses. All of this kind of talk. <laughs> yeah, you know, um, there's a healthy way to experience every train of thought, but the one that sees you like fixed mindset. You know, yeah. like this is who I am, and I can't change it well, to I the point that I a, love it. It's also complacency, right? Like, and and whether or not people realize yeah. it, it is complacency, and and they th- really think that they've convinced themselves that they are happy the way that this is what they are. It goes to the point of like the idea that the, your comfort zone, right? That's where yeah. your growth dies, right? Like yeah. you need to make yourself uncomfortable. You need to be scared of the things that you're doing in life because that's when the best change and excellence 
gets born from, right? And it actually, even just small little point, and I had a conversation today with my uh, one of my buddies. He is in a relationship for the first time, and you know, I'm so happy for him. And I'm watching him go through, you know, all the 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 first that people go through, right? And, would, and yeah, 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 oh, yeah. definitely. But one of the mates, so he just. Um, was told that she's in love with him and he said it back right so he's like all you know he's going through all that he's feeling butterflies but then he just looked at me and he said something he said um this is really scary and i'm like yeah i mean he goes like i i'm i've given my heart to someone now and you know one of the things that you know she said was like i don't want to hurt you right and i'm like it is so incredibly brave and scary it's one of the scariest things in in all of life to do is to give your heart to someone else and and literally say you are going to be Dependent on my habit. To any pursuit, right? Then it's not recreation. Then it fucking matters. Exactly. To go back to the type of wrestler thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, when it's your vocation. Yeah. When it's part of your life and part of you. Yeah. Yeah, I just... uh, (laughs) It's just so funny to see him go through that. (laughs) And I'm like, yeah, like welcome to the fucking club, man. It, it, It can be the best thing in the world, but it can also fucking suck. But you know what's worse? Living in the stands. Yeah, without it, yeah. And never playing. This is true. So we're we gonna wrestle after this, bro. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to sign a couple forms. I don't want to live in the stands. Your guns are registered, right? No, no, All right. no. I don't like rules, bro. <laughs> They're not. Uh, it's not. It's uh, an assault with a deadly weapon. <laughs> it's an entrepreneur. Yeah, it actually is. It would be assault. Yeah, yeah which is yeah. why you gotta sign the form. Um. Yeah, it feels like a feels like a good time to serve up to serve up another question. Sure. You didn't answer for him. All right. Um, can you repeat the first question? So it's basically like a like a strength. What strengths do you see in him? Both like what what do you think is his? So let me ask more clearly. What do you think his greatest strength is, and what do you think is a strength that he doesn't acknowledge? Uh yeah, it's it's hilarious that he that he says I'm a very social person because like, I mean you know this guy, but yeah. he's like literally the most fucking yeah. social person yeah. in the world, right? Um, you're kind of people. <laughs> you're kind of guy. Full circle. <laughs> full circle. Thanks, thanks, man. Yeah, full circle, right? Um, <laughs> the fuck does that mean? <laughs> fuck this guy. Get all now the, you I'm know. Gonna this guy in a spike. Get all yeah. defensive, bro. Yeah. <laughs> You think you're fucking social, bro? That's a whole Buddhist lesson, right? Like, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Um, yeah, definitely biggest strength is, like, just being able to get along with anybody uh, without um, feeling any worry about, like, uh, being seen in mm. a less than perfect light or yeah. in, a, in a light that isn't how he exactly wants to be yeah, perceived yeah, very, yeah. just very authentically himself um, totally agree thank you yeah and you know a lot of my closest friends I've realized are also the friends that I could introduce to any of my other friends yeah. because they are able to get along with anybody yeah. all, all of my friends all of my close like I have a, I have a lot of friends let's say right but the ones that are closest to me I notice all of them have that about them that yeah. I can then go and introduce them to anybody else yep. in any other like yep. social circle that yep. I have other department of my life let's say and I, I immediately know they're just it's just gonna click there's, hey, there's not some, there, there's some overlap yeah. you know I'm not worried I can have a barbecue and like these guys can be coming from the 
different corners of the earth, and I know they're gonna, they're just gonna, you know it's good. It's gonna be a good time, right? They're not gonna be sitting in the corner like, oh, I, I disagree with what that guy said. Yeah. I don't like him anymore. Like, yeah. There's none of that, right? Um, and the second question, a strength that I don't think he acknowledges. Uh, that's that's the tougher question. That is yeah. a tougher question. Um, Honestly, I think I, I think I would have to think on that. Yeah, take it um, I, don't, I, don't, I can't even think of it. Obviously, that's because I don't know it. Yeah, because it's you. It, but. Yeah. Um. So another another way for me to ask the question mm-hmm. might help a bit is uh, what is a worry or fear that you have? Great question. The one way me and Noah differ is that, you know, and really interestingly, he says, you know, my, my convictions, right? Um, growing up, I never had many convictions about really all that much, um, especially when it came to stuff like for about career, for example, right? Mm-hmm. Like uh, growing up, it was like all, all my friends had plans like, oh, I want to do this and then I'm going to do this and this and this. It's like. It's like, bro, I'm 15. Mm-hmm. You're 15. Yeah. <laughs> you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. It you is not that deep. You, you don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. You don't know what you want out of life. Yeah. Like, I, I guess I know who you are. Yeah. I guess like, I guess I kind of admire that you have a goal because mm-hmm. I didn't. Yeah. Right. Because uh, so I guess I kind of admired that yeah. that much. At least they had that step in front of me. Um. <laughs> um. So one fear that I think I have for Noah is that sometimes he can choose a conviction like and he can claim it but because it's like kind of out there in the future he's kind of like making a bet on like something that he's that he's like I'm gonna really enjoy this one day and I'm working Mm -hmm. towards that Mm -hmm. but sometimes I worry that He's not enjoying right now. No, 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 no. Not no. even that he's not it's enjoying that right I would now. enjoy, would I really enjoy would it? I, what, once I'm, he gets I'm, there and, it, and attains that, is that something that you're going to really, yeah, so really, he, really care about, he, right? He's referencing exactly my decision to pivot out of architecture and, mm-hmm. and into teaching, right? Mm-hmm. And we've had this conversation where, you know, he looked at me and he was just like, how can you be so sure, right? Like mm-hmm. I, you know, the level of unsurety that he's had where in his career, he's like, I'm not even sure I, I, this is even my next year plan where I'm now dedicating what is going to be the next two years of going back to school and then theoretically a 40-year career, right, however yeah. long, of yeah. something that, you know, he's right, I don't have as much experience as I'd like to. Can I, can I quickly ask, did I clarify, like, what I said, did that, like, do you understand what I, what yeah. I said there? Yeah, okay. yeah, 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 totally, yeah. No, totally, you, totally, you, totally. You said it right, so... Okay. Um, I appreciate you making sure, though. Yeah. The the point that I've said to him, and, and what I'll explain why when I you know, settled on it's teaching, it, it clicked in my head of why I know it was so right. Firstly, like I, I genuinely just stripped down and, and, and had this, the truest conversations with myself, and I, I really sat there. And once I kind of landed on this of for going from I have absolutely no idea what I want to do with the rest of my life to it's not about what I can do. It's about what's worth doing. Right. Mm-hmm. And I told you, I genuinely feel like I can do anything. You know, I have friends, even yeah. my grandparents, right. They said to me, they're like, Oh, like, you know, you're so good at architecture. How come you don't want to, you know, do that? And I'm like, yeah, because I can do it. It doesn't mean that I want to do it for yeah. the rest of my life. Yeah, so yeah, 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 where yeah. I settled on teaching where as a principal, one of the dedications I have in my life of people have asked for life's purpose, where I genuinely think I find a lot of purpose and, and fulfillment in is helping people and mm-hmm. teaching the idea of 90 new kids every year mm-hmm. that I can help. Mm-hmm. I, I just, 
it's been it's so romanticized in my head right now. So I, I get giddy thinking about it. But yeah. the point is, even if I don't like it as much as I think I'm going to like it, even if uh, there are days where I'm like, oh, I'm uh, this is dull or I'm not enjoying the content, or whatever it is, there it's really something anything. that's worth doing, mm-hmm. and it's that I'm shaping, you know, kids and helping kids. And, Specifically with teaching outside of the curriculum, I'm so looking forward to the the relationships that I'm going to build. Like mm-hmm. I had such great relationships with my teachers mm-hmm. uh, outside of class. I want to coach. Like I want to be involved in sports and all these things that I just know that are so 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 true to me. Even if I'm not enjoying on the daily, the purpose and the fulfillment will be there, yeah. right? And I will be able to sit there and remind myself that this is why I'm doing this. And mm-hmm. even though I'm not liking it, this is you know it's worth doing. That on top of the fact that. 13 weeks off a year, right? Like <laughs> the idea of not having to work for 50 out of 52 weeks of the year. Or if you have a business, 52 out of 52 weeks of the year, right? Like I, I know I don't want that. I want work-life balance, mm-hmm. right? The idea that at 3.30, I get to shut You're off and go home and, and not out. clock out, right? That appeals to me so much. And yeah. so my point is to why I know, and he's worried that, oh, it, it, I'm betting on it. I know it's a bet, at, but everything in life is, is a bet. It's true, it's true. For me, it's a good bet. Like it, it just... It clicks off all the boxes where I know, yeah, this is a very good bet. That's how you live without regret, I think. You know? Yeah. Every decision you make, you make as best as you could have in that moment. Yeah. So why the so hell would you regret I, I sat there and I was like, holy fuck, you know, to the point of conviction. When I was seven years old, I said I wanted to be an architect, right? And I just mm. blindly pushed towards this goal. Mm. It was so bothersome to sit there and go, holy fuck, like I wasted all that regret. You know, I picked such a specific you know, career to go in. It's such a specific program that's not, that can't really like pivot as easily. And I sat there and I said, no, I don't regret any of the decisions that I made because every single one of them has led me to be exactly where I'm at. All the people that I've met along the way, all the experiences, I needed that work experience to know that that's not what I wanted. I needed COVID to be the realization that I don't like architecture by itself without the connection to people, right? Like I needed all of these things to go through my life and it, it really goes to my mom's point that everything happens for a reason, right? Like I would yeah. love to believe that and she's making me a, a, a believer more and more every day when yeah. I'm, I'm seeing what's unfolding in my life, right? Yeah. So yeah. it's interesting. I'm also fighting that, although I'm, I got a feeling I'm going to be an old man saying that it's true as well. That everything the, happens for a reason? The young man in me has a lot of beef with that idea, but... Yeah, it's, it, it's, it's really well. funny being able to see, <laughs> like, see your ego affecting you and, like, just, like, I don't know. It's, it's weird. <laughs> but, yeah, I know I'm too headstrong right now to, <laughs> to accept that as a fact, but I understand the fact that I probably will later. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love that. You know? I love that. I love that. Yeah. It's like, yeah. it's, yeah. it's meta. I can see future me being like, you're, yeah. Yeah. You're yeah. yeah. <laughs> but like, not right now. See it getting like more, more like spiritual as you grow older, right? It's like, yeah. You know, I, you know, it's, it's, I'm feeling the sprinkling of it in my life at this age. It's just like, yeah, yeah as I get older, it's definitely going to, there's going to be a lot more of that. I don't care. It's like a byproduct of wisdom almost. It, not even almost explicitly it is explicitly you know you know so wisdom and and life experience right like that's what will will shape you and and let you know you know what's going on but yeah so one of the things that i love to think about is so fascinating that everyone always obviously wants to portray that they have their life figured out when no one fucking knows like literally no one has a clue and it's just so interesting to see how it just like kind of just figures itself out right like and unfolds. it just unfolds rather than yeah. like yes like I, I would love to believe that like i i impact life and i make all these decisions that you know it's gonna de- depend and 
change how my life ends out, right? But more often than not, shit just unfolds and things have a way of working themselves out, right? Opportunities have a way of presenting themselves in the right time. It's just your, oh, this is a great, a great quote that my brother was given. Um, he worked under a very wealthy man and uh, he had a, a door open for him, you know, and, and was like lined up with a great job. And uh, I think he was like in second year school or something. And, and the guy said to him, I want you to, to keep in mind that you're going to have a lot of doors opened for you in your life but it's up to you to step through them. Mm-hmm. And that little tidbit was like, oof, like, man, yeah. like, yeah, take the legs up that we get in life, but at the end of the day, you have to take them, right? Yeah. Like, you have to put your pants on one leg at a time, go to fucking work, right? Yeah. Do the job, excel, you know, excel expectations, right? Like, Decide, yeah. You gotta do it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a big order and chaos guy, you know? So, yeah. so I'm a big yin yang and Order and chaos. There's a there's a structure and there's disruption in it, and I'm gonna keep using wrestling as an analogy. Like, actually, first wait, you you wrestled? No, I, no, okay. Um, have you ever heard the You're quote? Lover, not a fighter. <laughs> <laughs> I'm both. Um, have you ever heard Steve the quote you. that that uh, music is the space between the notes? I, yeah, I have heard of that in the past. Yeah, like cool. So, so. The like further play of that is like in, in wrestling it's like there's all these techniques right all these like moves but like that's not wrestling wrestling is what happens in between the moves mm. you know and I think the same is true of life you know it's like there are these there's the plans you make and then there's the what happens in between yeah. <laughs> like you know and like like the in between they, what's is, that quote they're like life's what happens when you it's what goes on in between the, the plans that you're making. There's a, there's a well put yeah, quote. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's like the the religious, like when we make plans, God laughs. Yeah. Like that old kind of thing. I, regardless, it's like the way that I, the re, one of the reasons why I was so good at wrestling was because I had this training partner who was very good, who we would be at practice and everyone would be doing technique like drilling the perfect technique and he would just like let me grab his leg and he'd just sit and then we just like it's called scrambling and we would constantly spend the whole practice in between moves and then when you go to the tournament like listen the perfect technique never fucking happens so the way that most people train is stupid you never actually find yourself idealistic almost yeah not almost it's explicitly I do. <laughs> I'm just like that shit does not happen it will not happen I, I gotta I'm, stop holding back bro. yeah yeah this, <laughs> go for those words yeah, yeah. there was yeah. one, one I, I correct there was one beautiful, uh, <laughs> it's all good one, one beautiful ankle lock that I saw at the start of a match where a guy just grabs and completely yanks puts him on his back spins and I was like that's the only time that technique has exactly worked <laughs> out right Electrically, like, so yeah yeah, yeah and yeah. look you, you know this because you just started taking BJJ right like and, and with wrestling I'm not I haven't wrestled much I, I play rugby yeah. but as far as I know with wrestling and even just fighting in general, right? Like, what would differentiate you between being a great wrestler and, and you know learning your techniques is it's really it's a chess match of understanding exactly what position you're in versus your opponent and, and really learning how much weight and it is on you versus right like a, yeah, a kinesthetic awareness exactly yeah, right like yeah, in, and mind muscle yeah. connection of then yeah. learning where are your opportunities to go right like yeah and yeah when it's the right time to do the right thing. And, 
that's kind of metaphorical for life too. It is. It is. I'm gonna take it a little further. So I'm gonna say that gets you into the peak performer category, world class. Uh, actually, that gets you like good and sure. like dabbling in peak performance. Peak performance and world class is being able to um, create situations. You know, because so like in yeah, it's two moves ahead. You're thinking two moves ahead. Yeah, it's like it's like you think in your head that the best way to defend a leg attack is by sprawling, like getting your legs back. But like the best, the best defense might be leaving your leg forward, let him try, letting them come in, and then using that momentum. Like the best attack period in any sport in life is a reattack. Mm-hmm. You know, it's Counter-attack, like yeah. yeah, is the, it, and so when you think about that and and like I don't mean to bore you guys with this shit, but it's like, you know, there's like there's like these levels of like hand fighting that leads into moves and you know, there's a it's like a what are those it's like feints. Those graphs, it's like if then statements, you know, and they keep trickling like Oh yeah. When you see your entire uh, itinerary of moves as that <laughs> That's yeah, but even even then, it's the space between, and it's and it's. There was a there was a point I wanted to make earlier about, you know, when you make plans, God laughs, right? Yeah. There was something I read that was, uh, it said, uh, I hate that I'm planning and looking forward to a certain age of my life when I'm currently living in the stage of the life that I was previously looking forward to. Yeah, life, right? yeah, and yeah. that goes to yeah. being able to, to sit and enjoy the moment. And this is what I told you as one yeah. of the biggest concerns of weaknesses that I see in you yeah. is not being able to celebrate along the way, right? And yeah. celebrate That's those why small... That's every time we hang out. Exactly <laughs> yeah. why. So Scratching that itch. To, to, to celebrate... Bring it back to reality. To celebrate oh, yeah. small wins. Oh, right? yeah, man. It, it can be <laughs> the opposite of, of, you know, and, and it could hinder your strive for excellence right but at the same yeah. time like that's that's what life's about right is enjoying those moments and making memorable moments and right and and yeah. being happy right like at the end of the day i want to live the happiest life ever i've told you this like i'm i'm even competitive in the sense that like yeah. I, I genuinely want to live the happiest life ever competitively and, happy yeah like yeah, i i i i, yeah. I when cool. I, yeah. I i look at other people um to see what they're doing in their life to make them happy right like i'm genuinely curious mm-hmm. because i also have seen and this is why it went into the whole money thing which i realized that money most definitely does not bring happiness in and of itself right mm-hmm. it can add and it creates situations and you know obviously a lack thereof would be a problem but yeah i know millionaires that hate their wives and yeah. hate their families hate their kids but mm-hmm. you know i look at some people that donate to charity right and they yeah. they love doing that and and even part of it is religion as well right like i, I saw on a, a little church board the quote that said, uh, build a longer table, not a higher fence, right? Mm. And the idea that, you know, whether it's money or, or time or anything, right, like that you can be giving back to others and and progressing that wealth of, of life to other people. Yeah, like, yeah. I That's think that, that brings fulfillment and happiness in and of itself and that's something that I know that I want to continue to do in my life, right? Yeah, and that's, I, that is so admirable and uh, in shared like I label myself an altruistic narcissist because I get myself worth for my level of impact mm-hmm. you know and it's like how mm-hmm. much am I doing out mm-hmm. there and if I'm not doing a lot like I don't feel good feel like shit yeah yeah it's a it's like an interesting thing yeah if you're if you're sitting here self-serving and it's not a good feeling right like I mm-hmm. I told you I spent how many months fucking 14 months in a row 
technically unemployed. I was doing shit on the side. Mm-hmm. Governments don't listen. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, like, it was not a good feeling, right? Like, I was like, holy shit, like, this is a this is not what I want. I want to be impactful. I yeah. want to make a difference in people's lives. I, I want to com- contribute to society and to people. And I'm, I'm big on individualism. Like, I, mm-hmm. I want to help individual peoples when I can. Like, yeah. Um, on a person-to-person basis rather yeah. than trying to go out there and change the world, right? Because yeah. like, I yeah. think that a lot of people that are, attempt to do that and then fail their whole life's purpose is falling in that, right? It's There's a, a cool place to go with conversation because I sit in both camps. Yeah, I mean, because look, if, if no one tries to make the world a better place, then the, then the world won't be a better place, right? Um, my uh, my mentee, shout out to, to Annie Farquhar, she's listening, uh, very proud of her. She, uh, she just wrote a paper on uh, biophilic design, got published uh, by University of Auckland, so she's potentially going there for a conference. And she genuinely wants to change the world and, mm-hmm. and the way that, you know, architects can build our world. And biophilic design is all about, like, seeing the world as an architecture of cities and, and all connected with nature rather yeah. than just being single-serving, yeah. you know, yeah. extrusions of Yeah, yeah, dirt. yeah. So Love that. The idea, though, that we need to just rework that. And it's such a, such a big undertaking. And, and she's sitting here and she goes, like, you know... I don't even know where to fucking start. She's like, I feel like I need to go get a biology degree to, <laughs> to really understand of yeah. exactly where. So I was like, okay, like you don't need to commit to a four year degree, <laughs> but you know, you're starting in the right place. Like what, what do you need to do and go? But she's wants to take this undertaking on for the, you know, Sweet. the foreseeable future for however many years. And I, I'm, it's, it's commendable to say the least. Yeah, it is masochistic and, and commendable. She sounds like family. She's good people. <laughs> That's, um, I mean, I think when you head down that path, you either end up, like you said before, realizing it's not for you, or you realize it is, or you trip on something along the way that ends up being, you know, your kind of digression or whatever, but regardless, I think, I think dreaming big at least exposes you to the opportunity to be inspired. Well, totally. Also, yeah. the, the the quote: re- "Aim for the stars and land on the moon." Yeah, right? like that's exactly what it is. If you if you, you really strive for for excellence, you'll settle for greatness. You know, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, man. That's uh, yeah. There was a there was a podcast I was listening to earlier that said, "What's the uh, the worst advice you were given and the best advice you were given?" Hmm. And the best advice he was given was, uh, "What if it worked out the best way that." it could have in your head right mm-hmm. and the worst advice he was given was be realistic <laughs> sounds like, like man it was, will yeah. smith. was it will smith powerful no it wasn't mm. Forget the name. that sounds like well powerful stuff yeah that's awesome yeah like man that. yeah audacity gets you everywhere <laughs> it's one of my favorite words I love that word specifically <laughs> because FIFA 14 which I used to play a lot with the twins there was a the commentator would say audacity all the time really be like what's an audacious effort in <laughs> <His> British accent <laughs> it's great that's a company value for me no matter where I go audacity yeah I, I like audacity and absurdity I'm yeah like, yeah yeah this is why I'm a Kanye fan yeah <laughs> lyrical genius that's it sorry you mean yay yeah yeah Say his name right. Was he trying to legally change his he name? He did. No, he did. Yeah. He, he doesn't, did. He doesn't just, try yeah. things anymore. It's he just, just does. Guy just does not miss. No. Yeah. He just trademarked Ye and his mom's name, Donda, for some tech products. Nice. Wow. He just started a, an academy, Christian Academy, and there's some 
top ranked uh, like U.S. basketball prospects that he just signed. Really? For. Wow. Yeah. Dude, speaking of signing, did you see LeBron James like academy that like Nike built? Oh my god! The a dream school? Not the dream school. They built like recently this new. Uh, he walked through it. I've, he posted on his Instagram. I've never seen. Oh anything. wow! So no. Amazing. Oh no. my god! So well that's done. so sick. He's uh, he's incredible. Sports is. He's, he's greatness. Is great. Him and Shaq are both greatness on and off the court. Yeah. And obviously Kobe. But yeah. Rest in peace. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's cool, man. It's cool to see. It's like its own kind of fraternity. Seeing, uh, you can tell who's won, you know? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. There's something, something shiny about it. <laughs> it's beautiful. With that being said, what are we at Mark at? terms of time yeah we're at an hour 40 Whew. that's uh that is our by far our biggest must have episode. had a philosopher on the show <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah any any any, any closing remarks anything you want yeah, to is there any is there anything that you uh wanted to say but didn't have a chance to say Oof. um honestly no but um i can think of something good one of my favorite terms I made up is uh, it's called intelligent rebellion, mm. and um, I like this term a lot. It has a lot to do with audacity. Um, I feel like a lot of people that want to change things bring an undisciplined energy towards it, a non-strategic energy towards it. Mm. I don't think people should rebel for the sake of rebelling. But Go against the grain. If something pisses you off, <laughs> if you don't like the rules, the way things, I mean, um, I encourage people to bring strategy to it and uh, not be a slave to their emotional response per se, but uh, to be audacious with the change you want to create. Ooh. Can I uh, can I share with you a, a funny story actually um, that goes on that? Please. So back in high school, um, I, uh, I like to push the envelope. A little bit. Um, there was a, a day I, I wore boxers to school for two straight days because <laughs> they were technically not against school dress code because they were longer than, you know, if I put my arms down. So my principal saw me and was like, what are you wearing? And I was like, my pants. And he's like, no. And I put my arms down and he was like, you're not wrong. And I was like, you're right. <laughs> so I wore boxers to school for two days. It was great. Awesome. But there was a specific day. It was a, to advertise for the school fashion show. This is wild. I wore... I'll, this is a this is a pic I'll find and post on the fucking Instagram for our listeners. Please. Um, I still haven't seen a picture of it. I have the picture. So I wore a dress to school. Nice. And some nice big fake tits underneath as well. <laughs> it was to advertise for our Vaughn fashion show. Mm-hmm. Okay? Bro, the, but, ni- the 9% is fucking... Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're roaring. So... <laughs> Uh, I made sure though that the dress wasn't against school dress code, right? It was, uh, it, was <laughs> it was three fingers, three fingers strap length, and wasn't you know, the rule, was baby. That was the three rule. fingers. So I went. I had people were taking pictures with me. I had a great day. Yeah. Um, the next <laughs> day, the next day, my uh, principal comes up to me. Her name was Miss Leasty, and she said to me, "She goes, um, hey, so I, you know, I heard that you wore a dress yesterday at school." I said, "Yeah." And she goes, oh, well, you know, actually I was, you know, informed by a couple of our transgenders at our school that, you know, they found it offensive and they want you to go back to dressing like, you know, like a man. And <laughs> so I said, okay, um, do you know Jesse Kaplan over there who was a, a transgender at school? I said, yeah, she's making me uncomfortable. I want her to go back to dressing like a girl. <laughs> and she goes, well, you can't say that. I was like, why not? She goes, it's her civil rights. I was like, where's my civil rights? And she goes, 
well, it, she goes, well, you're not, uh, and I was like, whoa, 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 bro, before it was popular, I'm not kidding you, I said, I uttered the words, did you just assume my gender, right? Like, I, <laughs> <laughs> this was nine years ago, this was before nice. this was a thing, and she goes, activated the trap, she goes, yeah. <laughs> she, she sat there, like, befuddled and was like, all right, you've given me a lot to think you can do, and I was like, all right, keep in mind, I didn't, never, 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 no, was never going to need no, to wear the no. dress again. Um, maybe for the actual fashion show, but yeah. it was just for the the, the point the of pushing the envelope, yeah, right? Yeah, Still so, busting out once oh, in a while. Yeah. This day. So I uh, <laughs> I'm in class the next day, and I got to call you onto the office, and it's me, the principal, both vice principals, and the sex gender expert in York Region. Okay, how is that nice. a fucking job? Okay, and we sat there, and they you know talked at me. They were like, look, so like we under you know a lot of uh, discussion. We've decided that you know uh, you're allowed to wear the dress, uh, but you can't wear the fake breasts underneath because it's uh, offensive to women. And I was like, well. To be honest with you, though, I disagree because what I wear underneath uh, my clothing is up to me. And to be honest with you, I'm too young to get top surgery right now. So if part of my, you know, look is to be wearing, you know, having breasts underneath. Yeah. And my principal was like, but you're not. And I was like, you can't say that, right? Yeah. Like, you don't know. I yeah. Genuinely, I looked at her and I was like, I'm allowed to wear whatever the fuck I want to wear yeah, to school, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she was just like, like, you're right. And I was like, okay, so what are we doing here? And she's like, <laughs> nothing. And I was like, all right, cool. Can I went to class. So I went back to class. But because I'm smart and I had a good relationship with, you know, my principals, because if I ever had to go above a teacher, I knew my principals, they had my back. So mm-hmm. I went to Miss Lisey and I was like, look, Miss Lisey, I have respect for you as an educator. And because you're saying that it was offensive to you being one of those women, I won't wear the fake breast. She goes, oh, my God, thank you so much. No, I like think. <laughs> but I remember leaving the office, though, and there were like people in like the gay community that were like supporting me. They were like, they can't tell you what the fuck to wear. Like, you know, you fucking you go, girl. I was like, thanks. You know. I appreciate it, and so of course I wore it to the fashion show, and it was the biggest fucking hit ever. People were people it. were losing it. I went last, I like absolutely it. last, and <laughs> yeah. So that, and then I also wore a browser hoodie to school, um, which is big, the best Valentine's Day present I ever got. Yeah. Um, I wore it to school, and the conversations that I had subliminally. Uh, go on, go on. I think we're still rolling. Oh, really? Okay, it's fine. Hey, yin and yang. Oh, we're rolling. Nice. So the conversations that I had subliminally with these teachers that looked at me <laughs> and then looked at my sweater and then looked back up at me and they were like, nah, I don't want to dive into that. And I was like, all right, cool. So <laughs> they're like, we're not going to have the conversation. So one of them, finally, Mr. T, he said to me, he goes, you can't be wearing that. And I was like, what, my pants? Like, what's going on? And he was like, no, like that hoodie. And I was like, my mom got me from a yard sale. Like, I, I don't know. What's a, what's a, and he goes, I'm not going to say it. I was like, all right, then we don't have a problem, right? So <laughs> the next day, my vice principal comes up to me, Mr. Todd, and he goes, look, I heard from seven different male teachers that you wore an interesting sweater to school. And I was like, I, I may or may not have, right? Like, and he goes, look, here's the line. You're straddling it, right? I literally took his fingers, and I was like, actually, I think I'm here, and we're good. And he was like, look, you're right. And I was like, I know I'm right. It's not Pornhub. It's not mm-hmm. graphic, right? It's not. It doesn't have anything mm-hmm. on it. It's just a brand. I'm a brand ambassador. Mm-hmm. So I wore it to school all the time. And dude, specifically grade nine, they thought I was a hero. They were like, you want a fucking brother? We love you. It was, I was the greatest. Greatest of the ever. But yeah, that was, a, that was my high, high school experience. I can only imagine what it would have been like if we were all in the same high school. Jeez. <laughs> All working for the You'd be my student president, bro. I'd get the contract for the school. Okay, <laughs> I promise. I'd let you. I'd let you. A fucking empire. All right. Thank you. Thank you to our listeners for uh, an extra long episode. Yeah. And our first videoed episode. Um, Thanks for having me. Yeah. Thank you, Kyle. For right, coming it's a pleasure. On. Pleasure. It's a pleasure to fucking meet you. Yeah. You as well. It was, uh, it was a good time. Um, thanks everybody for listening. As always, to all of our, to all of our friends that. Uh, that always message us about wanting to come on. Come on. Come on. Come we're, on. Come we're, on. We're, we're waiting for you. Come on, Dad. Come through. We'll, we'll, we'll do it up. We'll give you an alias if you want. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, yeah, tune in. Just... 
tune in for next week, and uh, thanks again. Cheers.